there's a separation here. Like I'm trying to find time to be with him instead of him finding time to be with me. Because my kids are always, dad, 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 can we, can we, can we, you know, please, 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 and let's do this and let's do that. And then there comes this point where they get old enough and then there's a separation and then the individual starts to step up and where you're calling for their time. And they're no longer calling for your time. And that is a hard deal to go through. Why don't you wear headphones? Because I don't like to, I mean, I don't have to wear, if we don't have to wear headphones, why would I, why are you wearing headphones? I don't know, it's kind of nice. So you can hear yourself. I kind of like hearing my voice in my that's, own head. That's what it is, man. You just love to hear yourself. <laughs> that's just, my, my inner voice doesn't sound as good as this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, can I, can I say something, man? Before we well, are, get, you going you know, off this, are you going off this topic? Because I got one more thing to say about it. Because no, I want to hear myself. Okay, go. Exactly. I actually did hear Talk. this. I actually did. You know, we, I, I probably say this every week. and People are probably tired of hearing me say this. But of all the podcasts I consume, I actually heard this today. It was actually an interesting point. So the, the podcast host was saying the reason they like wearing headphones is because the person they're speaking to, their voice is the same volume as the person they're speaking to. And so it uh, kind of keeps them in check back, yeah, as far yeah. as I can see that. how loud they're getting, if they're talking over each other. Yeah. It kind of it keeps them in check. Uh, but I think for I, me, I it's, like it's, it's 100%. I just like hearing You just love you. Ben loves him some Ben. I love me some me. Me and T.O. Yeah. love yeah. us some us. <laughs> hey, before we get going. Okay, go, uh, go ahead. We just dropped Charlie Price. This would be... Two uh, weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yep. We dropped Charlie Price, and uh, we've had so much good feedback. Like I, I personally... Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie being a friend and living in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, there's been so much good feedback. So if you haven't already listened to that interview or the other interviews that we've done, go back mm-hmm. and, and tune into some of those. This is your first time tuning into the Darren Woodson Show. Go back and listen to our previous episodes because, and, and that one in particular, because there's so much that um, so much information that's mm-hmm. on the, uh, on that episode as far as um, abuse, drug abuse. Um, and drug addiction, parent, and, parent, children relationships, parent, children relationships. There's just so much on that, man. Mm-hmm. that you can learn from. Yeah. No, Charlie, that was the first time I'd ever met him. And he's mm-hmm. one of those guys you feel like you've known him for yeah. 20 years. I mean, just such an awesome, awesome, awesome guy. Yeah. And for him to come and share that story with us. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was, that was great. So if you haven't heard that, like Darren said, go back and listen, which actually is a good point. If you are stumbling upon this podcast for the yep. first time and you're wondering, what is the Darren Woodson show? So basically what we do is three episodes a week. The, the episode Darren was just referring to is our Sunday episode. That's mm-hmm. an interview. We interview interesting people. They can be famous. They can be not. You never heard mm-hmm. of them or you see them all over social media. doesn't matter. If they've got an interesting story, we want to talk to them. Right. And we just want to learn from them. Yeah. How did they get to where they are? What, how did they accomplish the things that they accomplished in their life? The Wednesday episode, which is what you're listening to now, is what we call our roundtable episode. And this is more just a topic we throw out there. Mm-hmm. It's more or less unscripted. Sometimes we have a few no- more notes than others. And we just throw out a topic, and we just, we just talk about it. And we mm-hmm. call it a roundtable episode and uh, give, our, give our experiences. It's not a how-to. 
Mm-hmm. It's not a, hey, you should live your life this way. Right. It's a, hey, this is what we've lived through. This is our experiences. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe maybe you won't. And then our Friday episodes are, we call it Feel Good Friday. And that's usually just a, it's a Q&A yeah. interaction with our, with our listeners, with you guys, uh, submitting questions. Usually it's sports related because we're three former football players. That yeah. just happens to be what it's about typically. Um, and that's usually our feel good Friday, a little bit more laid back. So if you wanted to sum it all up, it's basically the discussions and conversations you have around the campfire. That's right. We talk about life. We talk about sports. We talk about relationships, anything that you would sit there and talk about around a campfire. That's what we do in these episodes with a beer in hand with a beer in hand. And each one of these give you a little bit, something different. Yeah. So if you are new, welcome to the Darren Woods show. We're glad that you, uh, I don't know who shared it with you. We're thankful to them mm-hmm. or if you just randomly found it, but we're glad that you're here. And that leads us well into our topic today. You summed that up nicely. Thank you. Yeah, you did a good job. I, I rehearsed that in the mirror. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> with your headphones on. Yes. And speaking of our Sunday episodes, the episode we just released with Dr. Jeffrey Parker. Now, he told us to call him Jeff. I still feel a little weird about it. Yeah. I know you don't. Afterwards, you were no, him Doc no, afterwards, and- afterwards, no, I'm <laughs> after, after that show, I'm calling him Dr. Yeah. Jeffrey Parker. He, he's earned yes. every bit of that respect, yes, man. Yes. So well put together. So, I mean, just awesome, awesome yeah. individual. But the question at the very end that we ask every guest this, Ugh. and you get a wide range of answers. You get yeah. some serious, you get some kind of more joking. I think it was somebody we asked one time, and they said, oh, I'd go back to the early 90s and tell myself to invest in Apple. Like, right. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, we all would. Mm-hmm. But every now and then, somebody gives you an answer that really stops you in your tracks, yeah. and that was Dr. Parker. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen. And the question is always, if you go back to your any point in your life and tell yourself one thing, where would you go and what would you tell yourself? And, man, his answer was emotional. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you could see the tears coming out of his yeah. eyes when he was talking about it. So to sum it up, if you didn't hear it, or even if you did, Dr. Parker and his wife have f- had five children, right. the oldest of which unfortunately passed away from breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And the advice that he gave himself, or that he would give himself, is that he would go back and spend more time with her. Yeah. And now, I think that's the answer you'd probably say no matter what, no matter how much time he actually spent with her, he'd probably, he's probably going to be hard on himself and always think, I should have spent more time with her, no matter how much he really did or not. Mm-hmm. But it got me thinking, and it actually reminded me of an epiphany I had a few days ago, I guess now a few weeks ago when this goes live. Uh, my son and I, Cooper, were watching Toy Story, mm-hmm. Toy Story 3. I'll never forget this, I don't think, or at least I haven't yet. And he's sitting down, and he's got all the, the Toy Story action. He's got Woody and Buzz mm-hmm. and, and the slinky dog. <laughs> he's sitting down on the ground, Cooper's four. He's sitting down on the ground, and he's playing, and he's imagining, and he's talking, and he's doing the, you know, he'll, he'll do the Woody at one point, and mm-hmm. he'll do the Buzz, and he's just sitting there playing. And the epiphany I had, and it's very similar to epiphany you had about a year ago with, with your son, Judea. Mm-hmm. The epiphany I had was this version of my son, I am never going to get this version back. Right. Six months from now, a year from now, five, he will never be this same person ever again after this moment. And it really hit me hard. Now, again, I'm sure everybody has this relation, revelation at some point. For, for whatever reason, it hit me in that moment of, am I appreciating him? Am I taking in as much as I can every moment 
that he is right now, yeah. knowing that he's never going to be like this again. Mm-hmm. And it got me wondering about the question of why it feels like kids grow up so fast. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the first advice anybody ever gets when they have kids is, hey, don't blink. Yeah, enjoy it's gonna it. Go by faster enjoy than you it. think. It's so true. So I guess my question to you is, and what I'm hoping to get out of this from you, since you've been there three times previously, you're starting over again with a five-year-old now, is how do you even do that? Because again, it sounds nice. Hey, don't blink. Yeah. But in actuality and, and practicality, it's so much harder than that. Yeah. So how did you handle it your first go around I, with I, your first three? I didn't handle it. And I wish I would have had that moment that you had. Um, you know, here's, and there are no excuses and I'm going to rattle off things that may, may sound like excuses. They are not. Uh, my oldest is DJ, had him in 92. Um, my daughter, and he's at 28 years old. My daughter Miranda's 24, and then I have a 20-year-old, and then I have a 5-year-old that you named in Judea. But how old were you when you had those? I was 23 first? years old, having my first child. Yeah, and Dallas Cowboy. A Dallas Cowboy um, stayed busy in the sport. Uh, I was living my own dream. At the time, I was passionate about my own dream. I was not only passionate, I was consumed. Obsessed. Obsessed with every single day of putting out the best football player in Darren Woodson I could possibly put out. Mm-hmm. We are winning championships then. There was a ton of demand on time, energy, uh, all my resources, and that's what I was consumed. Now, it looks, I, I felt like I was being a good father. I always felt that way, but I never had those moments that you just had and what I had about a year ago uh, in, in which I sat there and said, you know what? I'll never get this back because I always felt like I oh, will. This is, you know, we'll always have a good time. We'll always mm-hmm. have fun. Never sat back and eat. And I think there is a part of it where the, you have to tap into the emotions of the situation. And you can, I mean, seriously, you have to tap into like the heartfelt emotion of I'm looking at Cooper, my four-year-old right now, and I'm seeing him as this child, and I know that he's going to grow, and there's going to be a point in time where he's not going to be this little kid anymore. He's going to grow up. And I'll tell you this, how I went through this. My son, I'll start with my son, DJ. DJ was, you know, Active kid, played basketball, did a little bit of everything. And, and, uh, and I grew up with him as such. He was just my boy. He was like, he went to everything. He experienced everything I, that I had to do in, in the NFL. He experienced everything. We went to all-star games together. He was like my, my, my partner right next to me yeah. all those years. Personality-wise, did you see a lot of yourself in him? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I looked at myself every yeah. day. And to this day, I'm looking at He looks at just my, like you. I look at him every day. <laughs> Mentality, the whole nine. He'll, he'll fight me for certain, over certain things. I'm like, damn. Yeah. You know, but that's DJ. DJ's always been. How, how uh, excited were you in anticipation for him at 23 years old? I, man, I didn't, you know, again, not having that father figure in my life. I knew that I would always be there. Like I would always be his father, regardless of whatever happened within in a marriage or whatnot. That was my boy. Mm-hmm. And we were going to, you know, my boy and then my daughter, all of my kids, man, I've always felt like this. This, you know, they, I don't know, I just always felt this strong bond to my kids. Um, but in saying this, man, 
I can remember him being my baby. Like, that's how I looked at my kids. They're, that's my baby. Uh, four or five years old. And then getting to a point where he got into high school and whatnot. And you fast forward, and there are moments where you know, your kids are so reliant on you. And they need you for a lot of different things for all kind of reasons. And DJ being at 15, and I can still remember this moment, being in the house and watching my son walk through that door and knowing he's his own individual. There's a separation here. I'm trying to find time to be with him instead of him finding time to be with me because my kids are always dad, 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 can we, can we, can we, you know, please, please, please. And let's do this and let's do that. And then there comes this point where they get old enough and then there's a separation and then the individual starts to step up and where you're calling for their time and they're no longer calling for your time. And that is a hard deal to go through. Mm. That's a hard separation. And I see a lot of mothers that go through it, but the dads, when you're close to your kids, you go through it too, man. You just, because you want their time. And as they get older, DJ's 28 now, I'm begging for his time. I'm begging to spend time with him. So my perspective has changed. Now, going through that experience has allowed me to go through with, again with Judea at five years old. And man, I'm, in, I'm so in the present now like every day and i and i that that conversation that i had with you a while back was i was in the shower with judea i'm gonna go down this road now i was in the shower with judea and we just got out of the pool and we're sitting there and i'm looking down at my at the time he was four years old i'm looking down at him and i started to think about my age and where i was i just turned you know past that 50 mark and i really started putting the numbers together. Like, how much time do I have with this son? Because it's, you know what I mean? I, how much time do I have left mm-hmm. with him? Not so much about him being in the present, but how much time am I going to have, um, like, physically being able to go swimming or going to go do this, those things? And I just started to put the time together thinking, man, this is going to move fast. Mm-hmm. And I better enjoy every bit and every second that I have with him. So it really gave me perspective about being in the moment, um, being intentional about being in the moment, and and respecting time for what it really is. Yeah. Yeah, you've been given a gift, and I want to talk about that here in a second. But before we get to that, I do want to thank uh, our sponsor, Choctaw Casino and Resort. The time is here. The new expansion, we've been talking about it for weeks oh, and man. months, and yep. I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing us say it, but the expansion is here, the new resort, it's all done. Go up there, book yourself a weekend, take your spouse, take your partner, take whoever, take your friends, yeah, whoever. Get away for the weekend. It's just right up I-75 if you're in the DFW area. Coming up uh, this weekend, in fact, you've got a couple of concerts opportunities. Clint Black and Steve Warner. I know Clint Black. See, there you go. Do you? Uh, yes, I, I do. I was about to say I've never yes. heard of Steve Warner, and I, I th- 
I'm not 100% sure who Clint Black is, but you know who he is. So. I know Clint Black. So All right, so I've go check out Clint so, Black. Yeah, so, yes. They play on the 20th, and then this next guy I've heard of, Darius Rucker and Larry Fleet Jeez. on the 21st. Go ahead. Those guys will get Darius after Darius Rucker's, you don't even know Darius. Darius Rucker. Rucker's my guy. Okay. All right. Actually, yeah, he's not my go. guy, but I do like him. Yes. Good music. Hey, and I tell you what, best concert hall. Yes. That you will ever attend. Unbelievable it's atmosphere. just great atmosphere. Yeah. So go up there, check it out. Uh, like I said, this weekend, the 20th and 21st, Clint Black, Steve Warner on the 20th, Darius Rucker, and Larry Fleet on the 21st. It's yeah, a good time. Uh, Casino and Resort. Go, go check out their website to get tickets. What I was saying before is you've been given a gift that not everybody gets because of your, new, your unique circumstances. So you had an opportunity to raise three children. Now they're grown. They're out of the house. Now you've been given another opportunity to raise another child. Mm-hmm. And starting over, you're in a completely different phase of life. You have different goals. You're obviously obviously set up differently mm-hmm. than you were when you were young and the first time around. So what are some of the things that you think you're going to do differently this time to appreciate? Because you just mentioned you looked up one day and DJ was 15 years old. And you're like, how the heck did that happen? Yeah. So what are you going to do this time around with Judea, you think, differently? I'm going to be, and I have been, more intentional with my time. Look, I think there's a lot of times we sit and we think, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I I don't have time to do this, and I don't have time to do that. And people are pulling me certain ways, man. But your kids don't care. Mm -mm. Your kids don't care. I mean, I came home yesterday. I'll give an example. I came home yesterday, and I was beat tired. And... My mind was like, hey, I need to actually I needed to check my emails before that. But so DJ, so I'm gonna go back Judea. Which is a monumental task. Yes, which is a monumental <laughs> task. Since you yeah. don't know how to run a if computer. You if you don't know. <laughs> so Judea is at at um jujitsu class. He has this little jujitsu class, which he loves, man. It's like all his little buddies the there. Oh man. Get your kids in jujitsu if they're yeah, not. It's if the they're awesome. not. It's the discipline, absolutely. So he's he's in his jujitsu class. I'm at work and this is the difference that I, I am right now. I'm at work and I'm swamped, man. I got requests. I got things I gotta do. But it came along that time where I'm looking at my watch and I know his jujitsu class is going to start. I had so many things, the emails to go through and all that. I just dropped it, man. I just totally dropped it. I got in the car, uh, escaped the office. One of the big problems I always have, and you've already, you've already seen me go through this, is I can't, it takes me an hour to get out the door because mm-hmm. I'm going to get stopped. Right. See if someone's going to want something or I'm gonna, my attention span is going to go somewhere, my attention is going to go somewhere else. It takes me a long time. To get, I beelined it out the back door Got down in my car, man, and got to his uh, jiu-jitsu class in about 20 minutes or so, bro. And that was pure joy. Because when I walk in the door, and there's 50 kids, 50, or there's 30-some kids, and then there's parents all over the place. When I walk in that door, my, my son looks me right in the eyes, and there's that smile, man. Beaming. Dude, it is, that is joy at its best. Uh, better than any business deal, better than anything else that I could be doing right in that moment, it's seeing my son smile, man, and knowing that his dad is present. So if that's the truth, if that's what you know to be true, why was it so difficult for you the first time around? Because I think it was just being, you know, partly selfish. I was young. 
Um, I wanted things my way. Um, I was hungry for my own dreams and aspirations. And, you know, as a kid, I was still a baby, man. I was, you know, I was 23, 24 years old. I was a kid in that process. And, you know, my dreams were right in front of me right then and there. The thing that I had been dreaming of since I was seven years old was mm-hmm. to be in the NFL, to live this lifestyle and, you know, play on Sundays. So I was living that dream and having kids at the same time. And I didn't appreciate how important it was to just be present in the moment with my, with my kids. What was a typical daily schedule like when you were playing and you had young, young kids at home? Like, when, uh, when would you leave the house? When would you get so back Sunday, home? I'll, I'll just start with Sunday. Sunday's yeah. the game, right? Right. Game Sunday. Uh, Monday. But what's, a, what's a game? Like, when are you leaving the house on a game day? On game day, I'm not, I'm not at the house on game day. Oh, that's right. You're at, you're yeah. at the hotel the night before. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go from the game through. So actually, I, actually, I'll go from Monday on, right? Yeah. So Monday during the football season is you're, you're usually showing up after a game. The game played on Sunday. Monday, you show up about 10, 30, 11, depending on what you have. Like, I, if you have treatment or whatnot, you might be there earlier than that. If you go see, which I used to do, is I go see a chiropractor. I would go see, go get my massage therapist. And that usually started about 9 a.m. for me. On right? Monday morning? On Monday morning. 9 a.m., going to go see the, chiro- uh, the, the massage therapist, then the chiropractor. And then I got to show up and watch film. Um, usually that starts about 12 o'clock. And then we'll run at about, well, that starts about 11.30 to 12 o'clock. Then we'll run about 1.30 or 2 to get all the kinks out. So as a team, you get out, you go out on the field, you run a little bit, get warmed up, um, loosened up, and then you come back in. If you need treatment, you want to work out, whatever you want to do, it's on you. You can leave whatever time you like. After 3 o'clock is pretty much your time. So how late would you typically stay on a Monday? I'd, I would, on that day, I'd probably be home at about 3, 30, 4 o'clock. Oh, so you would go home early. Yeah. So you'd leave That's the house at 8.30. Yeah, I leave the house about eight thirty. So I'd be home a, about that's four. A typical, yeah. That's a typical. That's a typical I mean, work day. The NFL is as corporate as it comes. This is close to corporate, corporate America as, as you get as far as time is. Tuesday's a day off. Tuesday didn't have to be at the at the at the, at the facility, but I would go in and work out on Tuesdays. So I get up in the morning. I would take my kids to school during the school year, drop them off, go to the facility, get treatment, watch film on who we were about to prepare for. That, that coming week. So I would watch film a couple of hours, uh, get treatment, sit in a cold tub, maybe work out a little. I would definitely get my workout in. And then I'd be home at about 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Pick my kids in time for me to pick up my kids at 3 o'clock. So it sounds like time wasn't necessarily the issue. No, not, not on those two days. But here's the days. So Wednesday hits. Wednesday, I'm gone before they get up. I'm out of the house at 545. Um, I won't be home. And it's a full day. I won't be home until about 630. Mm-hmm. I'll see them a couple of hours. They go to sleep. Kids go to sleep. Thursday is the same thing. Friday, I'm home a little bit earlier, about 334 o'clock, somewhere in there. I get to spend a little time. Saturday, I'm pretty much gone. Mentally, I'm checked out. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Saturday, everyone knows on Saturday, and I'm not alone in this. Saturday, my brain is – I'm already playing the game on Sunday. I'm so ramped up. You don't even want to be around me on mm-hmm. Saturday. I, I have to basically have isolated myself. Um, I have to be at the hotel. We would have to be at the hotel about 6 o'clock, 5.30, 6. And I usually got there a little earlier so I could watch film by myself. I needed that time myself just to watch a little film. 
Saturday we'd be in the hotel. Sunday uh, we'd wake up in the morning, and if we were a home game, we would get on the bus, uh, or we would uh, wake up, and then I'd go directly from the hotel to the game. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't see my kids, my family, like Saturday about four o'clock on. I'm not seeing them until Sunday after the game. So that that was a blank slate. And if we traveled, it was just the opposite. We'd leave on a Saturday. Yeah. So Monday and Tuesday were essentially your weekends. Monday and Tuesday still had weekends. You still had some obligations, but that, that was essentially your, and most your Saturday time, and Sunday for, for the rest of us. So Monday and Tuesdays were my weekends, basically. My kids were gone there mm-hmm. in school. Yeah. And I was you know, picking up the pieces. Yeah. So you did that for 13 years. So I th- think that's one of the reasons it feels like they grow up so fast. Think about your schedule. Yeah. How much do you really see them? Not much. Not it's, often. Not often. Not, and, 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 and look – that's the NFL schedule. Could you imagine a baseball schedule if you're a major right. league baseball player yeah. or a basketball yeah. player with 60-some games? Yeah. 98% of the people listening to this aren't those, yeah. so I'm going to bring it back to – I'll relate it to me. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this this morning. I leave the house, and by the time my kids wake up, I see them for 10 minutes in the morning, mm-hmm. 15 minutes in the morning by the time I'm leaving the house. Don't see them all day long. Come home. I see them again in the evening for an hour. Yep. before they go to bed mm-hmm. so i'm spending on monday through friday i'm sp- and this is not i'm not saying boohoo me i'm saying this is how this is the reality I, this, this is the reality this yeah. is how I've, i this is how my work schedule tends to tends to work out i'm seeing my kids an hour a day during the week one hour yeah now so no wonder it feels like they're growing so fast mm-hmm. i see them for an hour yeah i see them for six hours during the week Five hours during the week. Yeah. So I'm just, but, but I don't want to, so, cause I, I, for me it is selfishness, right? Mm-hmm. I, I have these goals and dreams and aspirations of business success mm-hmm. and all these things I want to accomplish personally. I guess the, the question is how can I make the time that I am with them more efficient yeah. and spend more time knowing, because the justification is, well, I'm doing this for them. That's, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it for myself. Right. I want the money. I want the you know prestige and the notoriety. I want to do this for me. I want to advance myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I guess what I'm trying to figure out is how do I not look up in 10 years and think, where the heck did time go? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, regardless, it's going to move fast. But here, here's the thing. I mean, we always talk about being intentional on this show. I mean, truly being intentional, whether it be spending time with your wife yeah, go out on dates. If you want, if you really want to accomplish something, whatever it may be, and I, I've taken this from you, write it down. What's been intentional for me is one of the things I've done is I've written down what I want to do. What's my core value? And my core value of first is God first, right? Number one, hands down. But mine is spending time with my wife and my son. So what I've tried to do, and I've done, I suck at, and I'm just going to say it. My wife, Tiffany, I love you, baby, but I suck on that part. Mm-hmm. I really have. I have not carried the ball the right way in that situation. But when it comes to my little five-year-old and my son, Jaden, and my kids, I've been extremely intentional. I'm going to call my daughter three times a week, and I'm going to put it on the calendar. Call her because mm-hmm. she needs to hear my voice, and I need to hear her voice. And it's a different relationship. 
my son, my five-year-old, I'm going to do breakfast with him in the morning, period. I don't care if it's a damn Zoom call, if we got an office meeting, he is getting his time. I'm getting that time. And this is not for him. This is for me. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with my son, uh, Jaden. I'm going to spend that time with them alone. And businesses, I love business. I love doing what I'm doing. But at the same time, it's second. And you have to be intentional that way. If you want to spend time mm-hmm. or do something, you have to be intentional in that way. Yeah. And I'm not alone. I'm sure you're probably, you probably have your own ways. Or, and I know Tyler does as well. But I've, I've learned the hard way in being so hyper-focused and focused on what Darren wanted to get done that I left so much on the table. Yeah. I'm not leaving that on the table anymore. Time is everything to me. Yeah, I feel like that's a phase I'm in mm-hmm. is the what's best for Ben. Yeah. How, how am I going to get mine? And as much as we talk on this show about being intentional and it it's all it sounds good and great when we're sitting in front of a microphone in yeah. front of our face, but – what about on Tuesday morning when I've got the choice? I've got so much to do at work. I got to get to the office mm-hmm. or am I going to spend the time with my kids? So I think that's the dilemma in my head is I haven't established myself. Let's just call it what it is. You are financially more secure, mm-hmm. way more secure than I am. Yeah. I'm trying to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So there's those financial obligations that you think of bills and stress because love and <laughs> breakfast love with your paying, kids ain't paying, paying the mortgage. Bills, yeah. right? So you yeah. got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's just the, the phase that I'm in is trying to figure out how I can incorporate more of that intentionality. But what's more important? I mean, like, let me ask you o- something. Else. Obviously, yeah. the answer is my kids are more important. Yes. But the way I live my life is not that way. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that with my actions. I'm saying work is more important. Career advancement. Right. Projects that I have to get done are more important to me. And I, obviously, that's just a reckoning I'm going to have to have with myself. And maybe it doesn't have to be a complete, you know, 180 turn. It's just incorporating little things. Like you said, breakfast. Right. During the week. Or maybe I come home for lunch. Yeah. And maybe you go see, like, my deal. I had had a couple dads that I used to watch, man. Uh, One of them was uh, my agent, actually. He was my mentor, George Bass. I used to watch George during the football season. He would block this time out to go to lunch with his kids at school. Like he was busy as hell, but mm-hmm. he would go to lunch with his kid. Didn't matter what was going on. He would set that time That's awesome. aside to go to spend lunch and eat lunch at the cafeteria yeah. with his kids or take them off campus. Like that, and I couldn't understand that at that time. Like, dude, I'm too busy for that. Like, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, I could. I could have done some things. I could have been more intentional in the off season mm-hmm. to do. It. I just didn't do it because I was too selfish. Yeah. We can find the time. Yeah. You, you more than anyone have, have taught me what time, what time's all about. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know how many times I used to come in and say, man, I don't have time to do this and do that. And what did you used to always say? I said a lot of things. No. What did you always say? <laughs> get up, get up earlier, get up earlier. <laughs> I don't have time. Get up earlier. Stop making excuses. Like, I didn't take advantage at 4 a.m. I can take advantage at 4 a.m. I can take advantage at 4 a.m. If I want to make the time, I can make the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just got to determine if, is, is me missing one hour of the work day, one day a week, is that really putting me that far behind on the stuff that I have to get done? 
Yeah. And what is that one hour going to? It's going to pour into my kids yeah. so that I don't look up one day and think, where did the time go? Yeah. I can't think of anything worse than when I'm sending Cooper off to college and having that thought of, I should have spent more time with him. Now, I'm always probably going to feel that way yeah. to some you degree, yeah, right? No are. matter if I quit my jobs and just spent 24-7 with him, mm-hmm. I'd probably always still think I could have done more. Right. But I got to think as a parent, that's, that's got to be one of the worst feelings is thinking I wasted way too much time going after me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, college, my college coaches used to tell us this all the time, and it never really resonated, obviously, because I wasn't a parent or a husband then. As much as it does now, I think back now and think, man, that was genius. And it's a very simple statement. When you get married, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. When you have kids, it damn sure isn't about you. you. And if you can remember that, and again, I'm talking to myself, if I can remember that, it's going to help make those decisions a little bit easier, I think. Mm -hmm. Skipping that lunch meeting to go spend time with my boys. Right. Take them to the, come home early, maybe one day, take them to the park. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a. It was just such a wild revelation. Yeah. Thinking, this version is, is going to come and go, on. come yeah. and go, quickly. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to look up when he's eighteen and think, where did all the time go? Because that's what everybody says, and I, not me though. I, I'm I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna cherish it. Not me. It's not gonna happen to me. No, it's gonna happen. Look, it happens to all of us. I'm sitting here watching my five year old. There's times where I I got to be out of town. I can't be there, and I come back and there's something new. Like look, I looked at my son the other day, my five year old, and and he's grown, and like overnight, he grew like an inch, and and I and I'm looking at him going, God bless. <laughs> He's gotten tall. His legs are getting longer and all, but it's just, but those are the moments I didn't, I wasn't appreciating. Like I, I appreciate those moments now. Like now I am witnessing him mm-hmm. grow. Like I'm seeing my older, my older kids. I didn't, I didn't pay it any mind. Yeah. I, see, I just didn't think about it. So, you know, look, and it's never too late, man. You know, I'm with my son DJ for four hours on Saturday and we're talking, it's crazy how the things work now. We're not talking about, little basketball team we're not talking about his school we're talking about taxes Mm. business about business he's still calling me dad he's still asking me questions and asking for advice and picking my brain and i'm still trying to get as much time as i can with him do you spend any time when you're with dj today at 28 years old do you do you spend any time thinking man he was six yesterday. Why? Like, I wish he was six again. I don't know. Or do I, you sit there and think, "Oh, he's twenty. This is awesome." Like, like, how do you how do you balance those two thoughts? If you do, look, I think my my situation is a little different in in how I feel about that. I don't think so much along that line. Look, I went through a major divorce, man, and you know, going through a divorce, a lot of things happen. A lot of things are said a lot of negativity that surrounds it. And my three kids, DJ, Miranda, and Jaden, they went through that experience. And even though I, we tried to shelter them from, they went through it, man. And those scars still are, are there. They're there. And those are the things, those are the thoughts that I have is those thoughts of i I don't know. I can't say I put them through it, but they went through it with mm-hmm. me. 
it wasn't just me and her. It was all of us that went through that. And it's that I lost a little bit of that because even though my kids were, were all tight and we're still mom, their mom is great. And, you know, they, they have a strong relationship with her. There's, there's still something there, man, mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm trying to make up for. Yeah. It really is. That's that's my thoughts. Yeah. My thoughts are that times that I could have done better, I didn't do better. And, they, and, they, and that comes up. So when you're with him, it's not necessarily you wish he was six again. It's more about, man, man, I should have done better Yeah, during that, that time. I should have done better, yeah. man. And I could have done better. And I know personally I could have. I personally know mm-hmm. I 100% could have done better. Yeah. And I didn't. So I guess it's all about how you now look forward to raising Judea. Oh, yeah. What yeah. do you hope for Judea? What, what's, what's your hope for that? Man, man? I, look, I just want the best for him. Look, school's big for me now is, just, is education. Um, having wide open conversations, just wide open conversations. Not just, how was, your, how was, how was school today? Uh, like having some, asking him some questions where he actually has to answer yeah. me. So I'm not just throwing out these little, burst oh house school and that's it like there's got to be meat on that man we're gonna have this conversation what's your teacher like and you know more so than what did you just do i just i just want those in-depth conversations wide open conversations that i've never really had Mm -hmm. with my kids and i'm i'm having those wide open conversations with them now my older kids but why not start early why not have dinner with him every single day or, or breakfast and dinner with him every single day um like, you, I just want, I want, I don't know, man. I, I just want to be a resource for him. Uh, I want to know him. I want to tell him every day, like I do today, I tell him every day I love him, like every single day. And I'm big on kissing him and hugging him, probably wear him out doing yeah. so. But you know, I, th- I, I don't know, man. I just want to continue to pour on him. Yeah. Yeah. Do parents care what their kid does for a living one day? Like, do you care? Yes. Does it matter to you really what they do? It matters that they're happy, man, because I've gone through that with my oldest kids. Like, I just want them to be happy. I don't want them to, to have to struggle to do things that they really are not passionate about. Look, I think there's part of it where they're going to have to do some things early on, like life experiences. My wife always tells me, like, the way she grew up, there were things that she didn't want. When she was in high school, she didn't want to do certain things, but she had to go through it, right? Mm-hmm. She had, And I didn't do a lot of things that I wanted to do, when I was a kid, but I learned so much through those experiences. I don't want to save my kids in that way. I think they should go through those experiences. They should have to work at a fast yeah. food restaurant. Absolutely. They should have to wait tables. They go through those experiences, and I can talk them through it and have a good time with it. And at the same time, you know, I want them to do that. But then, I, in the end, I want them to find what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I think more than anything, what we've learned in my life, what I've learned in my life, and what I've learned on this podcast and doing interviews is there's levels and there's, there's stages of life that everyone goes through. Everyone has their own story, right? And they're going through these different levels of life, and, and they're getting this information and accumulating these experiences through, those life, through that part, that, that process. But then at some point, you get to this landing where you're doing something that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. You're still going through your levels. You haven't gotten there yet. 31, you ain't got there yet, bro. 
You turn to me. I'm talking to you. 33. 33. You're 33. You didn't even know how old I said. You're 31. You said, well, you're 33. Anyway, else. but you haven't gotten there yet. You're getting there. But the same way as my kids, they're going to get there to that level. And then once they get there, that's when I want them to be passion. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's something they, they enjoy every, getting up and doing every single day. That's, yeah. that's where I want them. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I care necessarily what they do i think i'm along with you is is it is it something that they're that they're truly invested in Mm -hmm. and they really want and they're passionate about but i'm i'm with you i think i think and i say this now who knows whenever they're teenagers but i would love to make them have two types of jobs in their high school days number one has to be in service or cleaning mm. up after people, mm. I guess is a better way to say it. Right. So mm. some sort of job where you have to clean up after other people. Right. And then number two, serving serving the food industry. Yeah. Mm. Some sort of food service. I just think those two give you perspective that yeah. that that not a lot of other jobs can teach you. And that's such a good thing <laughs> at that age. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know how we got down that rabbit hole, but yeah, I think I think my takeaway today, I appreciate you sharing. I think my takeaway is is if it's important to me, I'm gonna make time for it. Yeah. And I just need to make that time for it. Yeah. Am I really going to take that big step back in my career based off of one hour of going to grab lunch? I think I can make time to do that. So I appreciate you letting me vet those thoughts. Yeah, but you can also look, I mean, for all of us out there, parents and, and self-included, like just think, take time like to sit. If you're in the car listening or just at your house, you get your headphones on, take one step back, close your eyes, and think about when you see your baby smile. When they first see you, because they're so dependent on you right now, they look at you every day and they smile because they just know like you're yeah. everything to them, right? That's gonna flip, and you're gonna be the one smiling at some point because they're gonna be everything to you. you just want you just gonna want and need and need. I'm so needy right now, my older kids, bro. They're like, Dad, don't call me. Stop calling me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just things how things flip because yeah. all you hear now is dad 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 and it's gonna yeah. be caves no I, yeah coop, no coop coop yeah those those thoughts have hit me of yeah you know I, i'm not looking forward to the day when yeah they're too cool for me yeah they don't want to spend time with dad yeah i'm there <laughs> so i need to give them the time now because yeah. it ain't gonna be that forever yeah that's right all right man all appreciate right, you thanks man